Hello, and welcome to season four of the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast. This is a podcast designed to provide you with the inspiration, confidence, and strategies for transitioning out of campus-based positions in education. Hosts, Drs. Jamie Hoffman and Tom Studdard, pivoted out of campus-based positions, hold senior-level positions in organizations, and love it. What started as an idea that they thought might benefit a few is clearly filling a need across the nation with education professionals during the Great Resignation. Jamie and Tom are excited to be back for another season with over 25,000 downloads across our first three seasons. So have a seat or take a walk. However you listen to podcasts and get ready for ideas and inspiration. And if you think this podcast was awesome, please consider giving us a five-star rating. Hello, and welcome to Pivoting Out of EDU. I'm Jamie Hoffman. And I'm Tom Studdard. And we're excited to bring to you today one of our strategy strategy shorts, uh, which is a short episode, less than 15 minutes, but we're aiming for 10, where we share some important strategies that we find ourselves um, offering to, quite frankly, our one-on-one clients, but we're going to share them with you. Um, And today, what we're going to share with you is a pyramid that um, Tom especially leverages with his clients to really help you determine how you can make sure that your resume is ultimately reflective of the um, important elements of your future career. And I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say anything else, but um, how do you actually, Tom, how do you kind of frame the pyramid? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you've listened to me talk, or if you've engaged with me directly, you know that I think it's important for you to think about your resume last. A lot of us jump to the resume first, right? We want to go in and rewrite the resume, but there's decisions and things you need to think about before you get there. And so the pyramid that, that we've developed is very much a decision pyramid. Uh, and Jamie talks a little bit about sort of the, the things that even get you to the pyramid, which are the things that you need to consider before you start making those decisions. And then you can run your resume. So it's almost like a three-pronged approach, right? It's things you need to consider, decisions you need to make. Then on top of that is the resume. So Jamie, why don't you actually kick us off with, before we would get to the pyramid, things that somebody should consider as they're thinking about making a pivot. Yeah, so I mean, there's the very, like the sort of floor of, you could say the pyramid is, I mean, it's a, it's the foundation. And it some of this may seem very much like a given, um, but some of it is not because people are so very much used to thinking about themselves and their identity from a higher ed perspective that they haven't necessarily stopped to consider some of these questions and it it really comes down to like what do you really enjoy doing what do you really not want to do in the future what what do you think are your talents um what are the things you want to grow in learning how to do thinking back to like the best day you ever have had in your career what did you do what did your day look like Those are things that are really important to consider, especially, too, because a lot of student affairs folks, we tend to be generalists. There's a lot that we're good at doing, but just because you're good at it doesn't mean you need to do it. Like, what is it that you really like the most? And that, you know, document 
you know, your thoughts to those questions. And that will then give you more information with which to make the decisions in this pyramid that Tom is now going to walk you through. Yeah. So the pyramid is really four major layers with the the goal on top. And that goal being getting your resume together in a way that makes sense for the positions that you're applying for. So the first thing you need to think about, what size of organization do you want to work for? And we do that in higher ed, right? Um, do you want to work in a large public university? Do you want to work in a small private? That's that's something that we've all been sort of conditioned to think about um, as we make uh, as we make choices in our in in the field of education. And that first level is so important because it, based on what you choose, there may be things that are not available or become more available to you. So, do you want to work for a large enterprise company, something like an Amazon, a Google, a Microsoft has the name recognition, lots of employees, ten thousand employees. Do you want to work for a small company, one that has 100 employees and is fine being a 100 employee uh, company? Do you want to work for a startup, a company that maybe has five or 10 employees and maybe you're one of the first few? And the reason that that's so important is because if you work for a startup, there's things that are going to automatically probably not be available to you. For example, it's rare to find a learning and development position in a startup because they're focused on revenue, right? When you go to an enterprise level company and you want to work in learning and development, you're likely going to be fit into a very, very specific L&D type role that doesn't have a lot of sort of uh, spokes to it. Um, so for example, if you go to Amazon and you want to work in L&D, you're going to be very focused on an L&D role in a segment of Amazon that focuses on a very specific set of employees and likely has the motion already behind it. So it's important to consider the organizational size. Next level up is the industry. What do you want to work in? Do you want to work in technology? Do you want to work in ed tech? Do you want to work in a government agency, an NGO? Do you want to go work in financial services? Do you want to work for a nonprofit, healthcare, real estate? All of those are really important because, again, those sort of drive up to the, to the next decision, which is what business unit do you want to work in? Do you want to work in sales or marketing? Do you want to work in customer success? Do you want to work in customer education like I do? Do you want to work in learning and development like Jamie does? Do you want to work in product or project management or engineering or operations? And again, all of those things are important to know below that because, for example, in a government agency, they might not have sales and marketing. In a uh, nonprofit, they might not have customer success. And so it's important to sort of align those those important steps underneath before you make the decision, I want to work in L&D. A lot of us jump right to the position. and, And I hear that a lot from my clients. I want to work in learning and development. That's great. And I will support that. But I want to make sure that the, the decisions underneath that have, have, have risen to getting you to that L&D position. The next level up is location. And this was probably something that wasn't on the pyramid prior to the pandemic. But location is, do you want to work remote? Do you want to work hybrid? Or do you want to work be fully in person? Two and a half years ago, I would have said if you chose a remote role or you wanted to work in a remote role, you're limiting your, your availability. Now, I would tell you, if you want to work in a remote role, you're opening up your availability because of, of the nature of what the pandemic has done. And so um, you need to be able to, to think through that. That also aligns with how you're going to build your resume. Because, for example, if you want to work in a remote role, you don't need to put your address anywhere near your resume. If you want to be in person, we probably should indicate that in your cover letter, that you're excited to work in person in an office. So once you've made all those decisions, the golden apple is at the top, and that's when we build up your resume. Your resume for learning and development in a large enterprise organization is going to look different than your resume if you're interested in customer success in a small startup 
or if you want to work for a government agency. Uh, and so it's really important to really make those decisions to get to your resume and not just jump to the resume. In fact, if there's one thing you take away from this, this strategy short is don't start with the resume. Start with the things to consider, move up to the decision pyramid, and then let's build your resume together. Jamie, what do you think about that? I am on board for all of that. And I, I, um, you know, obviously like we could have a whole like episode on a startup versus like a fortune 500 company, you know? Um, so this is, again, it's a short, so it's great. And that said, I think that's a good, uh, transition to remind listeners that we give a lot of advice about resume and cover letter writing on our episode 11 from our first season. So check that out if you now you know all of the things in the pyramid and you've got the floor already. Uh, you can dig in on the resume and we give you tips there as well as you're welcome to attend one of our group sessions. Check them out, uh, calendar included on pivotingoutofedu.com. Thank you for listening to Pivoting Out of EDU. In addition to our podcast, we offer various ways to get support as you work through your career transition, including digital resources, one-to-one -one consulting, group workshops, and cohort-based blended learning experiences. For more information about these services and show notes, visit pivotingoutofedu.com. And if you haven't done so already, join our LinkedIn group called EDU Pivoters, where we share job opportunities and foster engagement between those who have pivoted and those who want to pivot.